Welcome to actually now the first episode of <laughs> Midgard. Everybody knows we canceled our Lord of the Rings, but we've got the original cast back. Mizzy, Josh, John, or I should say Max, uh, Chris, Becca, and Jackie. And today we're going to start the campaign off to begin with. Um, character descriptions, uh, if you don't know what Midgard is, it's made by Cobalt Press. It's actually pretty good. It's a mix of medieval... Uh, high fantasy and uh, real world types of religions because they're, you know, Vikings and such. Uh, so there's a different, there's definitely a lot of everything in there. Um, we're not going to go too much in world because we want people to explore it. Um, but we're going to be using one of the first adventures from that. Um, so who would like to be the first into the torture chamber? I mean, uh, to get things rolling. Nobody? Sure, let's do it. All right. Uh, Chris, your character's technically... How do you say your character's name? Just to be on the safe side. Heskin. Heskin. Okay. Uh, Heskin, you are at what area right now? This is where you're starting out. Um, wherever you want to be is up to you right now. I would probably be in one of the large cities of the Maharat... Marathi Empire, okay. getting ready to head out. I've been trained as a Marathi emissary uh, to go forth and spread the true history of our kingdom. Okay. Um, you can describe what you look like because you're uh, going to be in there. So um, some people don't know what class, race, and all that stuff you are. We already know everybody's starting out at level one. So it's a whole new world. I am a six foot ten. Dragonborn or Dragonkin, depending on who you're saying it to. Uh, I have reddish scales, golden eyes. I'm wearing uh, medium armor, chainmail or chain shirt, and I have a shield with a symbolic red dragon on it, representing my god Ball. I am one of his priests. You're kind of just in, in the city walking around, making sure everything's going fine and helping, you know, out and just kind of spreading the word, being the good priest that you are. Um, and you you notice something spark up to, you know, your right. You see a, a gathering of people that kind of, you know, huddled around an area. They don't seem to be making, you know, it's not like a lot of noise, like there's a fight. But you can hear whispers and, you know, talking amongst themselves. Oh, this could be some kind of a subversion. Or I must check it out and make sure that justice doesn't need to be doled out. Okay. Uh, you make your way over there. Um, and you, you, you kind of, you know, get a little push in to see what's going on. And 
they're all around this elf. Which, it's not a rare sight, but it is very unheard of for an elf to be around this area. And hmm. for an elf to be commanding such an audience. Uh, the elf is just sitting there, got like one leg kicked up on the concrete, another dangling off the side. And it's got like a, a, a little instrument, a, like a lute, and just kind of plucking it and, you know, doing a little song for everybody. And everybody's kind of just standing around, you know, commenting, you know, like, oh, elven music. Or it's not bad, but I mean, what's an elf doing here? They're, 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 they're not supposed to be here. But I mean, he's just kind of plain, um, very skinny for an elf, uh, blonde hair, uh, good old pointy ears like you would normally see. Um, very, you know, smooth texture, skin, uh, no wrinkles, no nothing, you know, baby like face. And it's got a, a pretty decent voice, which you would consider you know, not within your culture, but definitely you can tell this person has talent. Uh, what do you... I will speak in Elvish. Okay. What are you doing on the street causing a disturbance? Oh. He, he, like, strums a few a few things and kind of claps a hold of the string so it stops. A disturbance? Me? I would never. And he's kind of, like, flowing, you know, just kind of over-exaggerating everything he says. And, and throwing hands out and just moving his body. He's like, I would never, ever cause a disturbance. I'm just here to make good music, make a little coin, and maybe make a few friends. And there are places for that, but the middle of the street is not one of them. Oh, uh, but that's where the best people go. That's where you can find all the cool and all the good type artist practicing We do not take disturbances well within the Maharati realm. You need to move along. Well, I can't go anywhere. Maybe you can... I mean, I can go inside this building. Would you mind escorting me into there? So, you know, I guess since it is a scary place out here. Why would you need an escort to walk? How did you get to this point? Um, I was dropped off by some friends. Are you... Incapable of walking? You've got it. Could you pick me up and carry me through the door? I'm not picking you up. Will you I'm help me you. through the door then? I will grab a couple of the humans in the crowd and tell them to drag him. What is the building, anyway? It's a, just a stone-type uh, structure. Clayed, whatever. So not, but, I mean, nothing. So it's not a tavern or anything? It's no. just a building? Just, just a house. Do you even know who lives here? I do. Do you now? I have a key, and he holds up a key. I'll just get a couple of the humans. I'll drag him into the drag him to the door. Uh, we're not him touching him. Street. I'm not touching him. You are humans. You will do what the dragonborn say. I, I'm not touching this guy. He may have some disease if he can't walk. I will bodily grab the human and throw him towards the elf. <laughs> you grab him and throw him towards the elf. And like the elf kind of pushes away. And it was like, wow, 
You're violent for a priest. The human that you did is kind of trying to scramble away now, running away, trying to trying to get out from underneath the crowd and move away and run. <laughs> I uh, let's see. I'll grab him. I'll grab the human again. Okay, you can do it. No problem. Hold him up. Would you rather face him or the guards? The guards. I don't want to catch a disease from this guy. If he can't walk. I'll throw him to the ground. <laughs> Anyone else? You can see the, like, the, the, the crowd kind of like all take like three steps back and you're now right in the front. <laughs> Good. Then disperse. Be gone if you're not going to assist the dragonborn. Everybody starts kind of moving away. Then I'll turn to the elf. Drag yourself there. You have two working arms. Ah, uh, see, here's the thing. It's not high. My arm's not high enough to reach the door handle. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm sure it is. He like kind of scoots over there and tries to reach up and grab a hold of the handle and can't get it. At least open the door for me. <laughs> That's it. I'm looking. I'm looking for a guard. I don't <laughs> trust himself anymore. I'm not helping him get into someone's house. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm out of my bounds anyway at this point. <laughs> you, you actually see a couple of guards coming in and stuff, and they're like, what's going on? I'll inform them of the situation and tell them that I do not trust. If he cannot get into his own house, if it is his own house. Well, here, we'll check it out. How about you just carry him in? I'm not carrying an elf. You kind of see the elf is just kind of smirking. He's like, man, y'all are you're like, really persnickety around here. Won't even help a defenseless person trying to get into their house. Someone's microphone is doing a lot of feedback. So, okay. uh, he like scrambles over. He's just like, just someone open the door for me, will you, please? Well, it's in the guard's hands now. Okay, well, you sit there and you you kind of look at the guard's like, you got your key? And he hands the key over. He goes over, unlocks the door, hands the key back, because, all right, go on in. And he starts, he puts his loot on his back and, you know, drags himself, you know, away. The guards are like, fine. And they, like, turn away and walk. And okay. the elf looks back at you and goes, really? That's That's all I got to do to scare you is not have the ability to walk not scared of you but I'm also not your servant I'm not carrying you huh okay I thought you'd have been a kinder person as you as you turn to walk away you like turn back to glance and the door's already closed and you turn back to walk and the elf is standing right in front of you and he's like really that's all that it took was just that and puts his hand on your shoulder. Uh, who's next? I, I, I will go. All right. Um, go and describe your character, uh, what they look like, what they are, and so on and so forth, and where you're at currently. Roz Eshael. Roz Eshael is a 5'11 Asimar 
golden uh, brown skin, bald, with various religious tattoos all over his body, wearing rather plain clothes, kind of leaning against a quarterstaff, as he walks into the city of Bobbles in Ishada. Okay. After having wandered the desert for a while, he has decided to go into a city. Okay. You sit there and you, you, you kind of go in through the main gates. Uh, you going to just try to take a cool, relaxing time for yourself. And, and you go in mm-hmm. and you get past the gates and all of a sudden there's this elf dancing around you. And it's got a lute and playing it and singing a song. And it's, it's a good merry tune. And it's like just going along around you and just dancing around in front of you. And it's like after like, you know, 20, 30 seconds, he like finishes and tips his hat and goes... Can you spare some? Blonde hair. Very pretty. Rosashael looks to see if he actually has any worldly possessions that he can spare. Um, He he gives the the elf a gold. Okay. You reach in to Put, put a gold in the hat, and he grabs a hold of your hand and says, oh, some kindness is around here. And, all right, next. Uh, Becca, Jackie, Josh, Mizzy, who would like to go next? I'd be happy to go next. Okay. Uh, uh, go ahead and describe your character and give us all the details about where you're at. Sure. Uh, so Lady Lishra has um, like a kind of dyed, dirty blonde hair, wears the finest clothes of the court. Uh, her skin is kind of uh, emaciatingly pale, so she wears a bunch of powders and cover-up and makeup to make it look like she has kind of more human-looking skin or standard elven-looking skin. Uh, she's got horns um, that kind of curl a little bit, and she keeps them fairly nicely trimmed. Um, she wears the latest fashions and tends to be quite good-looking as a, a lady of the, the Shadow Courts. Um, she's in the Shadow Fey realm, uh, the sort of otherworldly place between worlds, uh, attending as a minor um, kind of personage in the, uh, among the court courtiers. Okay. And your current location is... The courts of the Shadow Fey realm okay. between between worlds. <laughs> okay. All right. You're walking around um, because you have to deal with other things um, <laughs> with, within the court. And it's actually a pretty crowded uh, court this time right now. They've actually called quite a few people in. Um, and it is, of course, a... Your Shadow Realm courts are... While they are a dark and haunting type place it is still beautiful in its own right um <clears throat> gleaming type stone so on and so forth um people are milling and talking around uh you can tell that this is more of a political thing than anything else right now people you can you can hear that people are starting to make you know dealings and such and all of a sudden you hear behind you um a door open uh I mean, 
Lady Lisher will uh, turn kind of slowly as if she wasn't um, particularly interested with an air of disinterest, but she's genuinely interested in what's going on. Things tend to be kind of slow moving and occasionally boring here and she gets a bit fickle. So she, she turns and gives it her uh, divided attention. You turn and you're like, what the, did I just see? No, I didn't see that. Um, you see a elf dressed in bardic type attire give you a wink and then pass through the door. It's not unimaginable to see an elf here, probably more common than it is in the regular realm, but she's still a bit taken aback, uh, especially with the wink. Yes. So she uh, she follows. Um, she looks, uh, you know, w- wanders, tries to be as casual as possible, but she uh, she's interested. Okay. You walk up and you come up to the door, and it's still slightly cracked. It hasn't been closed all the way. And you... Push it open a little bit more, and you feel this hand touch and goes, man, really? All it took was a wink for you? For shame. As a hand touches your hand. Uh, who's next? Jackie. Me, 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 me. Okay. Go and describe what you look like, so on and so forth. Um, I am Maggie. A healthy, earthy-looking, womanly, half-orc. Uh, she's from the foothills. At least that's where she says she's from. She's not really one for like maps, so she doesn't actually know her exact origin ge- geography. Um, she just wears plain leather clothing. Uh, she has a sword and a kind of worthless shield. It's kind of wooden. Um, her general job in the village would be to be a uh, like general gate security guard and plumber. Uh, but since she's taking a short hiatus after a bad harvest season she's just kind of wandering the lands to perfect her paladin skills okay. uh, and her reasons for being here she doesn't really have reasons she just kind of showed up because what else has she got to do she's on <laughs> vacation okay uh you're you're milling around the uh the town i guess you want to call it or village um just checking on things make sure everybody's doing okay you know you're waving high and you know giving the typical greens and such and behind you, on your left-hand side, you hear some ruckus going on. And you can hear, like, an orc arguing uh, with something that has a very light and melodic voice. And the orc is just, just you can tell this half-orc is just arguing up a storm. But is being overpowered by this beautiful voice being sung. Is that a ruckus I hear? <laughs> I'm sure there's no one who could better take care of the situation than me, Magpie. Uh, she decides to uh, very nicely approach the area. She's kind of curious about the voice, but she's also more curious about a prime orc just wandering around being argumentative. Okay. Um, you walk over there, and you notice there's this brutish of an orc, like, yelling and pointing a finger in orcish. Uh, at this elven bard that is sitting there just plucking a musical instrument, singing away. And then, you know, after a little bit, pulls out a hat, you know, kind of, you know, asks for a few coins and nobody does anything. So he plucks it again and starts singing some more. And this orc is just, just berating him and just cussing him out and telling him how shitty he is and how crappy this elf is. 
Well, good thing that elf probably doesn't speak orcish because that guy is cursing up a storm at him. Um, he, he doesn't seem like he's very intimidating to anyone besides a small little uh, elvy man. Uh, so she just marches right up over there. Okay. Hello. Why are you arguing with this little, little man? The orc's like, elves don't need to be here. They need to be out of here. Get out of here. They, they're pieces of dung. Get them out. We don't need this horrible music. We don't need these horrible people. This elf just needs to get out of here. Okay, the music is pretty horrible. Yeah, it is but you Elvis, should respect but it his free speech uh, to sing it here. What, what did? Hey, you, uh, little little elfy man. What would it take for you to go away? Do you oh. want me to put something in your hat? Oh, he he like claps the strings, sits up. Oh, you want to give a donation? Sure. He like tips his hat and it's his, like a few gold. Uh, she looks around. Are there people like across the street area? No. Like in the, it's just this oh, orc okay. and him. Oh, okay. There's other people. Um. Well, well. Good sir, I have not much need for this little bit of parchy coins that sack shingle around in my sack. Uh, she throws him two of the smallest denomination coins that she has. Okay. Uh, but why don't you uh take this donation as a request to go do that over there? And she just points like away. Oh, he he gets up and goes, ah, such a good person. Taps you on your shoulder. Uh, who's next? I will go, I suppose. Okay. Josh, go ahead and describe your character. Um, well, I'm Raven Folk, so I am a humanoid, but uh, very bird-like. Um, I have, uh, I wear, well, I'm a bard. I'm very obviously a bard. Uh, there's a drum always attached to my side or back uh i wear you know very simple clothing but it's adorned with all kinds of just shiny little bits of metal or anything that i found that i found of interest at the time <laughs> very bird <laughs> <laughs> okay and where are you at currently uh rookery the free city of rookery okay um you're sitting there and you're like walking around and you hear someone playing music no, I mean, plain as day, um, not uncommon. You're a bard. You're used to this. But, of course, it does stick out into your head because, hey, music. Maybe, you know, these person, these people know what they're doing. I shall head that direction. And, and you hear it. And it's very lovely music. And when you get there, there is a large crowd of uh, raven folk around. Hmm. And the, the music is blasting out pretty far and wide. You can't even see who it is. Oh, my. Um, I shall go around the crowd and try to approach from the rear. <laughs> um, it's actually all around them. They've encircled this person, whoever this person is. I feel sorry for that poor soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're starting to dance and get into what's going on. And it's actually really good music uh, of, you know, your cultural type of uh, being played. So it is, it's not foreign music to me. It is like... No, it Raven is not, but music. it is done on a string instrument. It's on a string instrument. Okay. Um, I shall take my personal possessions and hold them very close to me as I make my way through the crowd, as I do not want to lose anything. Okay. No problem. You get up and you... 
you actually kind of push in and you see this elf dressed to the nine shiny bobblies, you know, uh, sort of what, you know, very shiny and glinting and dancing around playing and singing and just having a good old time. And there's already a crowd formed. They're already dancing. Everybody's having a good time. Yes. Cool. Uh, I will pull out my drum and play along with him. Okay. You like, as soon as you start playing, he like motions, you know, for you to stand next to him and start dancing and start playing the musical instrument. And after about, you know, like a couple of minutes or so it ends and he like throws his hats down and he like motions and a few, quite a few people do come over and drop some coins in and such. And he's like, you're not half bad. As he looks at you. Same as yourself half bad i'm incredibly good do you see how much money i got and he kind of looks down at it and it's like half money half baubles i do believe that half or at least a portion of that belongs to me as well oh yeah 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 no problem um he like scoops it all up puts it into a hat puts it into his hat motions like take what you need uh, I will go over and mainly focus on baubles and not money. Okay. You reach into the hat and he says, just a few baubles is all it took. And who's next? I guess that's Mizzy that's the last left. Uh, I think so. Okay. Mizzy, go ahead and describe your character. What, what look like, what you are, et cetera, et cetera. So I am a Damphir who was given to a band of pirates at a young age. I don't know who my family is. I don't know who my mother is. The only thing that would clue me in on that is the most prized possession of a bat star pendant that was given to me on my 16th birthday by my captain. Um, It is theorized that my mother did not want me growing up with my own kind because I was of noble blood and... She did not want a life of bloodlust and murder for me. Uh, my name is Decula, and I typically dress seafaring ways, as I am typically on a ship 90% of the time. I have a silver blue left eye, a golden yellow right eye, but both of them turn a dark red to a black when I'm feeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, pale skin tone, short, five foot. And very pale skin, despite the harsh conditions of the sun that I am subjected to. Okay. And I am currently in... Ah. The town of Orcasa. Near the Rothenian Blade. Okay. You're sitting there, and you just kind of got off the boat, just kind of hanging out, uh, doing what you need to do. And you're walking around, and all of a sudden, you see this very... very pretty young elf walking up to you. And kind of just lightly coming up and just dancing up. Got a loot, blonde hair, you know, so on and so forth. That, And just kind of like... So, how long are you in town? Not very long. 
usually just set up to get the necessities and move along. So, you got a little time for me? Mm, no. I mean, I'm cheap. And I'm an elf. But are you free? Oh, it depends. Depends on how free that you want it to be. What would it take? Um, I would say it would take hmm, a drink. How about that? Just a simple drink. Well, I always like my drinks. I suppose I could take make some time. Okay. He like reaches down, grabs your hand, and that's it. Um, as soon as this individual, and this applies to everybody, touches your hand, makes a motion, does whatever it needs to, you see a blinding white light. The light surrounds you, doesn't hurt or anything, it just kind of like obscures your vision and you are kind of set back a little bit. And as soon as your vision starts to clear, you you notice that it's actually pretty bright because you're outside and you're around this outside cafe and at this pretty large table with six other people. And you see a group of people you've never seen before. Seeing a group of people you don't know, but you do recognize the elf with his legs up, f feet on the table, leaned back, drinking and snacking away on the food that's on the table. And quite a, a decent amount of varying types. I want my money back, little man. <laughs> How dare you kidnap me and bring me to wherever this is. Oh, you lying elf. Wherever this is, this is, this is, the, this is the city of Per Chatet in Nori Natal by the River of Sands. This is a wondrous city. This is a city that will bring you much wealth or much happiness. And he's like looking around at different people or the chance to prove yourself or to do what you're told. But you... We'll have a great time. Trust me. The person that's hiring you is coming right now. And he like motions behind you. Turn and look. Everybody, you turn and look. And all of a sudden you see, and you do have the handout uh, for the people that uh, should have that handout, of a cat-like creature, barely clothed, um, I've got it up on uh, screen for people that can see it. Um, I see. A uh, very sleek cat-like person. Um, very human-like type, but very much a cat in all aspects. Um, this is a town predominantly of cat people. Um, but this cat is... You could tell that this is like the cream of the crop or the beauty of the cat. 
Um, and she's walking across the street looking at y'all. Well, fellow adventurers, I'm sure they've gathered a group of the greatest, most noble, villagent heroes to do some type of epic quest in the name of all that is justice. Gathered? They kidnapped us. Oh, I don't think any of us are here if we didn't want to be here at some level. And Noble, sure, that seems useful. Lady Lishra reaches down to the table and she grabs some of the food and drink. And then she does a little curtsy in the direction of their prospective employer. Okay. You uh, turn over and you look. And is this, like I said, is this cat-type creature is walking over towards you and in a very purry and quite sexy type voice you hear the lady go my name is Hannah and I am looking for a few people to help me out very well Hannah we um I I am Lady Lishra, and I'm at your assistance. Uh, I found myself here, uh, perhaps unexpectedly, but you seem like the clear direction that life is intending me to go. What can I assist you with? Well, I would like to know your names. Of course, my name is Mistress Hannah Mijalidi, and I just, need to know who you are. I'm looking at Lisha, like she's insane. We've been kidnapped, <laughs> and she's just like going with it. I mean, you know, hand on head, she probably is insane. <laughs> she's uh, she's gonna drink some more. It is like, is the alcohol provided here any decent? Like, what what oh, yeah, kind of quality of beverage? Pretty decent. All right, she's gonna. An alcohol, just say it. Yeah, she's going to look pleased, uh, but she's going to say something a little bit snooty like, uh, hmm, not quite the 1417 vintage, but it has its charm. Lady Hannah, you have my um, abilities at your disposal. And she gives her a coy wink. Okay. She looks at everybody else. Anybody else? Well, while everyone is still talking, I am uh, feverishly checking myself to make sure that I'm not missing anything. You are not missing anything. I'm still armed? Everything. No problem okay. whatsoever. Nothing is wrong. I cut in, and I say, well, of course, this band of heroes, we will be at your service. Uh... I doubt any of us would need currency or any of that because we would be doing this for the goodness of all mankind and orky kind. Uh, Lisha's eyebrow shoots up, but she says nothing else. Okay. I guess I should know. Were the rest of you um, transported here by magical means? I, nope. I was promised a drink. You mean grabbed off the streets of the my city? Yes. 
by an elf who lied. <laughs> you turn to look and the elf's no longer there. Yeah, uh, it makes sense. <laughs> I'll go along with this for now, but I will contact Ball and see if this is where I'm supposed to be. Lady Lysra looks you dead in the eyes and she says, well, fortunately, I am an honest elf and would never lie to you. You kind of look at her eyes are kind of like. <laughs> mm. I'm looking at the elf with horns going right. Yeah. <laughs> what about the rest of you? I mean, I can see my. Orc? Half orc? Is valiantly wanting to do this. What about the rest of you? Of course, Lord Scales over there is probably just not very happy about it because uh, for some reason he says he was kidnapped. Uh, how sincere do I feel like she is actually being? Oh, she's pretty sincere. She kind of looks over. Um. Lady Lashera and also um Max her character name Rashiel. And it's kinda like, oh do uh you two happen to um know the ways of magic? Oh a touch here and there I've been known to pick up while spending time around a court that preoccupies itself with appearances. Hmm. Anything magical on you? Among my possessions, no, unless you talk about the latest state of the court fashions as magical, which some would describe them as such. But I have, uh, she reaches kind of into a pocket and pulls a little kind of um, like a little bubble that looks like it um, kind of looks like it would be a top, but it kind of has like um, a spinning piece on all sides. So it could be spun from any direction. And she says, uh, I have this, which... I occasionally use to weave the shadows in a compelling way. And she kind of turns it a little bit in her hands. And there's like a kind of a, an illusion of a tree appears next to her. Hmm. She kind of licks her lips and purrs a little bit. And what would you be willing to take for that? Oh, well, I mean... I thought you wanted us to do a task for you. Oh, I, I, I do. But uh, I'm always interested in new items. As I clutch my things closer to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to light up a pipe and stare into the smoke thinking. <laughs> thinking, what are these idiots doing? <laughs> <laughs> What what has my god gotten me into? <laughs> what has she specifically asked us to do at this point? I'm sorry, what did you say? What has she asked us to do at this point? Oh, she hasn't asked you to do anything. <laughs> but she says, she's like, yes. As you're... And she kind of looks around. 
elf was saying, I do have a job for you. My job is I'm looking for a thief called Rahid. Rahid is a ratkin that has taken an item of mine. Why don't you just have the elf go grab him and teleport him here? You can feed him and talk to him then. The elf can teleport? Ooh, I'll have to ask him later when I see him. Whew. But he has stolen a gem with magical properties. And I need you to get that back. Um, Gonzo, is uh, would I know anything from uh, being from Rookery, being like the Haven of Thieves? Would I, would I recognize the name? No, no. Nah. Okay. Because <laughs> he have recently, probably about an hour ago, gone into the perfume district. And I am not pretty much allowed into the perfume district right now. Who that is. And I will offer you, as a group, 500 gold pieces to get me my gem back. Lishra, uh, she nods somewhat sagely and she looks around to the group and says, it, is that a lot? I never know anymore. I will speak my first words of this and I will be like, well, there are six of us. 600 would make it a better split. Deal. I don't need... Oh. Wait, you guys are taking the money? A bird doesn't work for free. Even a prophet needs to eat. My God demands sacrifice. That's true. More meat does mean more energy for slaying evil. I like to take money from people because then I have more of it and they have less. You're an interesting bunch of heroes, but I have never seen a hero until just this very second, so what do I know? <laughs> okay. She's like, so? 600 gold, and uh, you get me my gem back? Of course. Well, it is a like a tiger's eye on a gold chain. Um, like I said, Rahidi's gone into the perfume district about an hour ago. She gives you a, a description, and he's like an ugly... Gross teeth, ratting, ratkin, rotting across his face, and just completely gross. Uh, I will uh, kind of cock my head to the side, back and forth like birds do. You'll hear a bit of a squawk, and then I'll use mimicry and repeat exact in her own speech. Always looking for new items. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lystra kind of glances over to you and says, Oh, since I've been gone, the world has gotten so much more terrifying. I love it. <laughs> so, she describes the Ratkin uh, Rashid in pretty decent detail, but I mean, it's all in negative connotations, um, and anything she says is all gross and disgusting of how he looks and smells. You've described all Ratkin. But Do you have anything in particular? His name? And what he's wearing and where he's going? 
Okay, so you. But if you hurry, you, know. you might be able to catch him. It has only been about an hour. <laughs> Do we have an agreement? I don't think we have much of a choice. Uh, no, 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 of course. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't think I caught your name. What was it again? My name? No, no. Uh, the um, seafaring looking one. Is that still a thing? Do you still have oceans here? I never remember. As a matter of fact, that is a thing. And I was just about to say that I am always looking for a challenge of thievery, as that is one of my preferred skills as a crew member of my ship. And I am ready for this. My name is Nikulai. Nikulai, would you say that your best contribution to a group all working together on a project is to take things from people? I would. That is delightful. I, we will get along well. So it would seem. Can you point us in the direction of this perfume district? I'm not from around here, you see. Um, she points off into off to her left a bit. Let me know. I'll be waiting. And she kind of goes back to the other side of the street and starts smoking on her hookah some more. All right. Um... Lisha will will turn and speak at a slightly lower tone, a bit conspiratorially to the group, and say, uh, are we all in accord? Will we look for this uh, woman's bauble? I am here, therefore Yash commands it. Nekulai is already ten feet away from everybody, ready to go. What's the lighting situation? How how early in the day is it? It's like uh, late morning, eleven-ish or so. Brightly lit. Uh, yes. Heavy shadows from high buildings, or not really. Uh, most buildings around here are about two to three stories, give or take. Um, but it's it's got enough the walkways and such, and everything is is wide enough that um, like carts, two sets of carts can go down it side by side. Okay. Uh, Lisha's going to head in the direction indicated, but she's going to try to try to stick to the shadows a little bit. Okay, um, as you get up and you start to walk, you hear this banging on the table. Uh, who's going to pay for this food as you see a barkeep go? Uh, pay? Uh, Lisha keeps walking without looking back. Uh, I assume Hannah's still in the room, right? Uh, no, she's... She's on the other side of the street. Y'all were at an outside cafe. Ah. And the food was there when we got there? Correct. Hmm. I would pay him, but I have no money. I gave it to an elf. (laughs) Don't heroes eat for free? Where I come from, there is one hero per village, and they eat whatever they want. You have food, you pay. I didn't touch any of the food, therefore I should not pay. I am in agreement with this. You sat down, 
the food was brought to you, whether you ate it or not, is a different story. I need my five gold. Who ordered the food? Y'all did. I never placed an order. Uh, yeah, you did. Look, it's what you ordered. I need a five gold like total. All of this costs five gold. No one's leaving until I get my five gold. Talk to the cat across the street. And I no, no, I'm not touching her. Mr. Tina can go. She can stay over there. I will start walk, walking towards Hannah. Does he not stop me? No, he sees where you're going. You're not walking away. Oh, I mean, I can walk towards her and then walk away. Correct. Is anybody going to pay? Has Lysha managed to disengage herself from the situation sufficiently? No. Okay, she's going to misty step away. Okay, do you have to roll for that or is it automatically? It's just a little teleport. Uh, it works in shadows. Okay. Is anybody planning on paying? Yeah, it provides and then drops what little money I have left. Okay. Which is four gold. Four gold? He's like, all I got. One gold left. I'll throw, I'll throw it on the table. Kidnapped and forced to pay for food we didn't order. <laughs> he, takes, he takes that five gold? Fine. Now go. I start uh, ferociously eating all of the food on the table. <laughs> I step back. <laughs> okay. I'm not leaving. I'm watching this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you eat up as much of the food as you possibly can. And then when you've got your fill, what are you going to do? I'll hand her an empty pouch. Take the le Take what's left. <laughs> I feel bad for you. She does. Where I come from, you eat gruel. This gruel is very adequate. Okay. Are y'all all gonna walk towards the perfume district? I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. You uh, start to walk down to the perfume district. Um, and just so you can kind of get an idea, here is what Purse Destet looks like. Neat. Um, you're not going to you don't know all the stuff that's on here, but I figured I would let you have this. Um, Where did we start? You started down in the south, and you're going to be heading up through the perfume district, which is these small island chains up in here. So you're like right down here in and the wharf. Like the looks like gemstone huts and such, the larger ones. Or rooftops. Oh, okay. And y'all are gonna be working your way towards the perfume district this way. Going from the south to the north. I guess I could do this. Y'all are roughly around in this area. And you're gonna be going towards this area. Sorry, I can't see oh, there it went. Ah, I get you. Okay, we're board. good. Gotcha. Yep, I'm uh, all on board. This is a neat interface. I dig. Okay. okay. Uh, um, 
Go ahead. Nobody, nothing? Uh, Lady Lishra is super chatty. Um, anyone who will listen, she uh, she will talk to, she will ask them questions, she'll have conversations with people about what they're interested in, and uh, she takes very, very clear mental notes. Uh, she appears to love talking to people and just getting the lay of the land. And she's particularly interested in this seafaring uh, vampire folk. <laughs> Okay, you get up and you start to walk away, and all of a sudden, three kobolds, dressed in kind of like a what you would consider slave attire, scamper up to you as y'all start to walk away, and they're like, ah, ah, no, 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 you know, no, 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 go, go here, go here, you meet Hakin. I'll talk to him in draconic. What are you asking, little ones? Oh. One of them kind of speaks up. He's like, she's a liar. Uh, Yes. You need to come and speak to Hakan. Hakan will tell you the truth and he'll probably pay you more. You come, come, come with me. Uh, I'll turn to the group. All right. He's saying she's a liar. We have to go talk to someone else who tells the truth. So far, it's all about lying today, it seems. <laughs> like your people. Uh, right. All right. I, In my experience, it's best to go with the person who's the best at lying, because then you can pretend you believe them later. The kobolds kind of tug at, tug at you? Hey, no rolling dice. <laughs> kind of tugs at you to come in and move. Are y'all going to walk towards this area? I will follow the kobold. Okay. I will too. All right. And else, everybody else staying away. Going Swept away. up in this uh, chaos, uh, I will follow. Okay. Out of curiosity, I will follow as well. Okay. I will follow, but I will also have a mini existential crisis of the idea that two people can both be lying at the same time. <laughs> I'm not going to be a bird left alone on the street, so I will follow. Okay. However, as we walk, I will have my drum at my side, and I will be tapping my talons on it to make like music as we walk. Okay. You sit there and you follow these kobolds and they're kind of, you know, scamper around and, you know, they, they kind of flinch at everything that happens. If something happens too fast or a noise strikes them, you can tell that they are very skittish. Um, but you come up to this doorway and flanking this, uh, on this doorway, uh, red paint is all on the carved door. Uh, and there's two Excuse me, two camels leaping over the sun. Hmm. Ah, from the old child's tale. <laughs> Does this have any kind of apparent significance? No. Okay. Uh, Leisha is just going to 
open the door and head on in as if she owns the place. Ooh. <laughs> well, the kobolds come up and walk up in front of you and open it for you. And... Yep, I'll step in, too. Roll initiative. <laughs> Razeshiel uh, puts both of his arms inside his robes and kind of, with his head down, walks into the door. Walks inside. What uh, what race is Razeshiel? Razeshiel is an Asimar. Right, right. We talked about this. Cool. Who's the first one going through the door? Uh, Gonzo, I don't know if it's relevant, but I have dark vision 120 feet. Okay. Uh, trying to get her back. I believe the door order was Lishra, or the kobolds, Lishra, then myself. As far as I know. And then Rajeshio. Okay. Uh, be sure you now have bardic inspiration because yeah. sweet. What what form does your bardic inspiration take? Uh, it's just me playing music. So you would you would get uh, probably like a uh, uh, a pep to your step to the music, basically. She she literally dances in tune with your music. She kind of like does this little like courtly jig, and she definitely it's got a flirty and a playful tone to it. She was embarrassed once, but it was 387 years ago. <laughs> I will take the rear. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. All right, you can, and you <clears throat> walk to the door. Uh, everybody can see this, correct? Since we're starting mm -hmm. to use the map. I want to make sure everybody can see this. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay. Uh, and you can walk in, no problem. Um, and this is where we're going to see if you can use your... Actually, touch and move your tokens. If you have your character, you can walk in and move in through the area. I want to see if y'all can use and move your tokens. How many squares do you think is an average movement? Well, each square is five feet. Six. You should have light and everything open up, and you should get rid of certain things. Have you me know, and I'll just move you, but don't go there. Don't stand on somebody. Oh, am I standing on somebody? I didn't know somebody was there. Oh, it doesn't. Is there? Uh, I cannot see somebody if there is somebody there. Okay, so that. Is there somebody in the spot where I just moved to? Yeah. <laughs> I have literally seen no one move except for myself. Yeah. Okay. And I can't. Every time I move, it just puts me back where I was. Okay, so we're getting a little bit of. Same. I'm doing something wrong. Okay. I just picked up my picture and moved it. Yeah, that's what I was trying. Mine does that yeah, little I... arrow. Okay, I can see 
Mizzy's character move and my own. Yes. Same. Okay, so you're not seeing the other tokens that are in there. Oh. I want Josh. And I can no longer move my own character. I did it. You have to go to the top left corner and have that little mouse to actually be physically selected to select move. I thought it was because it was the mouse, but you have to actually click, I guess, at least once. Ah, okay. So, pan view. Okay. And then... hmm. So, where's this door we're supposed to be going to? The door is bottom of the okay oh left you said wait a second i'm seeing both of our characters all of our characters twice why am i yeah, don't worry about the top one worry about the bottom one and when the i move one, one i see numbers and when i see when i remove the other i do not see numbers do not, not. Okay. Sorry, Jackie. What thing do you, did you say we're supposed to click on? The very top left corner, there's the little mouse. You could do pan view to move the map or select move to move your character. I assumed it was automatically selected select move, but you did. Have, I had to actually select it the first time. Okay. I am on that and I still cannot move my character anymore. Oh, that's a bummer. What or am I doing more. wrong? Oh, but there's a character up here I can move. Yeah, that's fine. There's two characters for everybody. Yeah, there's only. Uh, I have three now. Like I, one. I'm very confused by this. Like I'm. Oh, I see. There's characters on the bottom. Yeah, I moved the character on the left. I did too. Oh, okay. I see now. What character on the bottom? Oh, but the character on the right-hand side, I can't. I can't. Let's just keep it like this, and we'll just call ourselves the Dirty um, Dozen. Uh, we'll just <laughs> six of us. It'll be great. These are all our, our other personalities. Okay, I see. Okay, the well, the guy in the bottom, I could move. I was trying to. I couldn't even see that one first. Right, uh, Gonzo. I don't know how to remove it, but I put a version of myself into the room that obviously I can't move anymore. Okay, well, but here's a version of myself that I can move. Look, nobody. Moves. Nope. For internal consistency, I'll cast a minor illusion in that spot if somebody who looks vaguely like me. That's <laughs> <laughs> your stunt devil. Yeah, she's slightly less good looking, but she's still pretty good looking. Like, Okay, seems like we got interrupted and server is messing up. Roll 20 has not been well with us.
Okay. I Is guess that's why we don't stream anything? session ones. <laughs> oh. You could just like edit out this whole middle chunk. Just. I mean, I imagine since Gondo isn't connected, this isn't actually recording. Yes, it is. It records. Oh, how sad. That makes me sad. <laughs> no, it crashed. When, when all y'all started moving stuff, it crashed everything. I guess everybody is crashed and gone again. Man, this is not working out right. Expected places later. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Okay. Don't touch anything. <laughs> okay. We'll try. Okay, I have to because I'm kind of a smart ass. <laughs> Touching myself count. <laughs> well, well, now we know why the cameras are all off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my camera's off because I forgot to plug in my wireless headset. So it's either camera or sound. Oh, are you short on um, USB drives? Uh, my cables just aren't long enough to reach the very back because I have like a, a giant gaming computer. So like... I have plugs on the top and then plugs in the very back. The plugs in the very back are too far away. Okay. Um, Y'all walk in. And I'm going to have to draw it because it seems like there's going to be some issues. Um, uh, for some reason, graphically, it's having a problem. Lots of trying to debug. Um, but while you are standing there, I'm going to just freehand where it is. Right in this section is a cobalt. And then right here is a knoll that is sitting down behind the uh, table. You should have received a new handout. A very portly knoll. Uh, so portly much knoll. Holy crap. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> he looks 
very happy. Wait. He's clearly leading his best life. Absolutely. Someone's got to. Lishra is going to go to take journal, a seat you can opposite see the handouts. Do what? Lisha's going to go sit down at the table opposite the portly knoll. Okay. What and she's going to do a little curtsy before she sits. And then she's going to smile very winningly and sit down opposite him and say, I hear you have a better offer. Okay. Is everybody okay? Everybody, everybody get the handouts, so on and so forth? Yes. Yes, but I have a random question. Okay. Uh, do the kobolds seem like they are um, uncomfortable with me around? No. Okay. Well, we are generally a very mistrusted race. Um, well, they're slaves, so they have no opinion of anything. Uh, okay. <laughs> so they're just never comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> as they're Jennifer's, so I okay. tend to keep myself. You, you, as you walk in and you come in and walk around and you see the two kobolds, you see two kobolds go to the side and a third one stands at the door. The scent of honeysuckle and sound bir uh, bird songs is going off within this. And you can feel there's like a slight mist in the air, kind of damp. Uh, and you see two and you see balconies all around. This is actually all the way up into uh, open area. Sitting behind these tables with a plethora of food sits a very, very portly, very, very portly knoll, uh, as you can tell by the picture. Just eating away. Well, Chet Rick, it seems like they eat well here. <laughs> I will match the rhythm of his eating and I will tap him a rhythm as he eats. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of like, he finally looks up and oh, ah, ah. he kind of like slumps back a little bit <sighs> and he takes another bite. You're like, oh, ah. he's like, oh, and, and, and the kobold's like, uh, master, we brought you them. We brought you them. As one of them runs over and kind of taps him. And he's like taking bites of flesh and eating it. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. And he's like, oh, so I hear the mistress has hired you for, take a bite of food, a job. Yes. Any, uh, reason we should um, perhaps consider an alternative approach to this job? Yeah, she's a lying bitch. The gem Sorry, she I... wants you to get is not hers. It's mine. She stole it from me. Mimicry, her voice again. Always in search of new items. <laughs> He's like, he kind of looks at you like, you're weird. <laughs> is there uh, uh, an incentive you could have to uh, solicit our abilities in this oh, particular venture what did she offer you she offered us 800 gold pieces you heard a cobalt go it was 600 I do and then duck behind the tree that's standing over on the right hand side 
I do believe they only heard the first uh, part of the conversation. We told her we would need to up the ante a little bit, and she made it eight. She looks over. He looks over at the kobold. So you weren't hiding? No, I was there. They're lying. It's six hundred. They were hiding, very much hiding. They didn't even approach us until after we were way far away from her. How much does a kobold cost around here? Just, just for a academic curiosity. Uh, it depends. What kind of kobold do you want? That one. Oh, he's six hundred. Hmm. Uh, that's too expensive to just be fickle about. Oh well. Uh, carry on. You were you were discussing uh, how you were intending to beat her offer of eight hundred gold coins. I think six hundred. My slaves wouldn't lie to me. He starts Very well. rubbing his hands and tapping his claws on the table. I will start to walk out of the room. You can walk out. No one's stopping you. I would suggest you follow suit, speaking to everyone else. No one follows. <laughs> you walk. You start walking out and everybody kind of looks back at you. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear the whole story first. I'm not able to make any decisions as I don't know which party members or uh, people in these odd town to trust. Well, we One know is the pretty, but uses magic, and this guy is not pretty. That's all I have going on right now for my uh, gauge with these guys. Oh no, you know the kobolds are liars. That's what you know. I don't know that. Those little guys, I could understand what they were saying. Well, they said they were standing next to us and heard everything she said. Well, let's just take it as this. She offered you 600 and she glares at the kobold. And he's like throwing paint on the wall. He's like trying to paint the walls red and it's just like going on splotches and just going all over the place on the grass, you name it. He's like, he like shakes his head yes. He's like, I'm willing to offer you 800. 800 to take and give me the jewel that was stolen. And it is a reward fee, since it was mine to begin with. All in favor of uh, acquiring this gem and then getting it appraised ourselves and seeing how much it's truly worth? Oh, you're outside, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm wanting to stay within earshot. Uh, Lady Lishra says, uh, so you're willing to match her offer. That is generous. No, I'm willing to beat her offer by 200. My oh, you're paying us 1,000. No. <laughs> My kobolds don't lie to me. Very well. Well, that's, uh, that's a very generous offer, and it's giving us a lot of things to consider. Uh, we'd best go get that gem while we can, so we can uh, make sure it gets returned. Yes, yes, yes. Do go get it, please. Go get it. I would love to have my gem back. As we walk off, I, I, I'm beginning to think the rattling this Stolas might tell us a better truth than he is other two. 
I don't like the. I don't like either of them. No. They um. They get along like cats and dogs. Hmm. Do, do you get it? Because because gnolls are like subhuman dog people, and she was like a subhuman cat person, and all of those things are significantly sub-elvish. Okay. All right. He's like, good, just bring it back to me. I will enjoy it. I would love to have my gym back, and he starts back eating. Hold on. Lishra bows gracefully and does a little fancy curtsy, fans herself with her fan a little bit, and then she walks out of the space. Okay. What are you going to do? You are now back at the map. Uh, the area that he had you in was roughly around this area. So not far from where you were. I guess we'll head north toward the perfume district. Okay. Yeah, let's see if some third party pulls us aside. <laughs> <laughs> you move up into the perfume district, and you're immediately hit by a well of smells. And not bad smells, good smells. I mean, it is literally, you know, flowery, spicy, you name it. And people trying to hawk their wares constantly at you. Everybody's, there's a bunch of people just sitting around just, hey, we'll buy, buy this, buy this. Hey, look, you'll, you'll, you'll smell really pretty for the ladies. You know, so on and so forth as you're walking in. All right, so how do we start looking for a thief? <laughs> Look for someone who isn't spoiled by their own decadence. You could check around to see what people are doing and see if we, and use some gossiping checks. Mm. Lisha loves to gossip. Uh, she's also going to take some of that perfume <laughs> and try it out. You could do a charisma check to see if um, you could do... Uh, just like a straight charisma check? Is uh -huh. that what you'd like us? Okay. So Lishra is going to chat up some people and she's going to talk to some of the perfume merchants and she's going to maybe let slip the name or that they're looking for somebody or that they've uh, they've found uh, a buyer for a particularly precious gem and would love to to help it find a good home. Okay. I'm making things I do not mean to. I apologize. <laughs> she rolled all right. Okay. You Dang, actually don't roll. have 3D dice out, do you? Oh, okay, right. How does that work again? Is that that's a checkbox in settings? Yeah, Sorry. It's settings. That's okay. Don't have to, I'll, but I mean that I'll way people it. can see the rolls. Nah, it is cooler. You're right. Yeah. Uh, automatically roll 3D dice. Enable 3D I'll dice. I'll question any guards that are standing around. Okay, you head off to a guard. Um... <laughs> Joe, that is some. <laughs> magic right there my friend okay you you walk up to the guard and he's like no nah, i never heard anything and he kind of like blows you off good deal thanks yeah. <laughs> yep you seem like an honest sort sir he's like you seem like a fucking idiot um i want to find a uh, more shady looking individual and try to get gossip from them okay if you want to make a gossip check go ahead and roll just a straight charisma check okay Boom. 
That's how you talk to people, by being a bird. <laughs> you know what they say, bird is the word. Oh my god. Okay. Um, Lady Alicia, you actually hear um, there are poor people in the district, no problem. Um, but there are not very many. Uh, you hear that um, you drop his name um, and he's like, uh, Storm's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he owes a lot of money to Nasor El Rabit. You might. I saw him a few hours ago heading north. Well, the money lenders were chasing him, too. You might really? want to check uh, Nasor and see if he's got some money for you. See if he's and got where some can stuff. I, where could I find this Nasor? North, like I said. He doesn't have a specific home that's just north of the perfume district? Well, you can't miss it. I mean, you'll be able to see it. It's pretty easy. I mean... It's a 15-foot-tall building, and, you know, it's pretty wide, and there's tons of guards around it. I mean, uh, what are you, from out of town? You could say that. Thank you very much. I appreciate your kind service, and she'll take one of the perfumes. Uh, you'll pay for that perfume. She'll teleport away. How far is your teleport? It's only 30 feet. It's a puff of smoke. <laughs> she literally disappears in a puff of smoke. Where did she go? And it's specifically to a spot she can see. So if they're being very attentive, they can probably see. Being stolen from by the Fae is a, really a high honor. I imagine that when you re-enter the atmosphere at 30 feet away, there's an equally large puff of smoke at your entrance. So it's just like, <laughs> right there. Bamping around. There, the puff of smoke is specifically only when she... Uh, dematerializes. She rematerializes like kind of somewhat normally, but she may need to teleport again if she's immediately spotted. So she might teleport a couple of times to get out of the out of dodge. But once she is relatively out of dodge, she'll try to like track her friends down and let them know to head north. Okay. Uh, anybody else want to try any charisma checks while we're at uh, this? I did. Anybody else? Oh. I, I would like to try one to to probably speak to one of these poor people. Okay. See if they know the individual. Cool. If I can find my character sheet again, because I had to put it in a pop-out so I could see the map. Yeah. So I just roll charisma. Yep, I just roll charisma. Okay. Uh, you're sitting there, and you're like, you're looking at one of the poor type people, and there's a blind man sitting there. He's like, uh, yeah? I know Rahid, and he kind of shakes his cup. Hmm. What I have. <laughs> shaking his cup some more. Well. I keep blinking. What is in a dollars pack? Yeah, it's it's funny because like just throw, say you're gonna throw some coins in there, Max. You don't have to worry about it, man. We're not keeping track of that stuff that closely. Okay, not I right just now. ran out of money after lunch. That's the reason why I was like, that's okay. We're not we're not gonna keep track of it that that 
got too much of this right now. Okay. You throw a few coins in there. Five gold right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, yes, Rahid. Uh, he's a very, very good friend of mine. But if you really want to know about everything that goes, you got to talk to the laundry women. The laundry women know everything. They know everything that goes on around here. You just go down to the to the to the river. You can't miss those cackling ladies and they'll tell you everything you need to know. He takes and takes his little cup and everything and picks up his sticks and starts walking away, tapping away. Thank you. May 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 the deity shine upon you. <laughs> and you pay more next time. Uh, what was it? Uh, Josh, you go around and you also hear a rumor that if you really want to know what's going on around here, you talk to the laundry women. Uh, I was actually specifically looking for a shady individual because I was also trying to figure out, uh, if there was a black market. The shady individual tells you to go to the laundry women. Oh yes. But I specifically also wanted to know if there was a, uh, in a black market somewhere in town. No, no. Okay. You get no inclination of that at all. Okay. Okay. But they tell you 100% that if you want to know anything, you go to the laundry women. They know everything. Much like modern life, the prostitutes know everything. Are, are we sure the laundry women are prostitutes? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, just, I live in the middle of a prostitution ring, and those are the girls that know literally everything about the town. I mean... Sex work is labor, and information trade is too. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> very much so. Okay, and like in some cases, sex work is a lot of labor. Just yeah. check so, out my oldest. Um, what are you gonna do? You've got two rumors: one to go talk to a money lender, and two to go talk to the laundry woman. I want nothing to do with a money lender. <laughs> I also want nothing to do with a money lender. To the river. Okay. You see everybody is starting to walk off towards the river. And you can't miss these ladies. It's about 20 ladies all around the riverbed on one of these islands just going to town and gossiping and just cackling hens and you know, poking fun at each other and just talking like crazy. Well, I guess we'll head over there. <laughs> you can actually get a little bit closer and you notice it's about 50 women. All sitting around the riverbed cleaning clothes. Uh, Lishra is concerned that they should maybe be heading north, but she, she follows the group to these women, but she hangs back a little bit. Okay. She doesn't really believe in washing things or cleanliness. Well. In the Fey Realm, they have magic for those things, so these people are suspicious at best. 
see, now I imagine in the Fey realm that you're all actually like really stinky and dirty, and you just press to adjacent yourselves all the time to appear clean all, and not dirty. All the time, yes. <laughs> all things are illusions, and underneath them are grime and disgust. <laughs> you haven't it's actually called watched the Shadow the Realm for a reason. Years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll walk over to the women and inquire about our foe. Okay. Um, you walk up to one of the ladies and you you mention the word uh, Rahid, and there and she's like, "Oh, you, you took you 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 talk to Kwayama. Kwayama tell you everything. She knows it all. You talk. There's Kwahama. Go talk to Kwahama. Okay, I guess that's another one of the women. Yes, she points over to kind of what's like the center of the group of ladies. I'll walk over there. Okay. I'm looking for Kwahama. Okay. You you go over there, and you notice this one lady. She's sitting there telling dirty jokes, rude jokes, talking about, you know, dirty men and just filth and disgusting, perverted stuff about them. And the girls, are, everybody around, are just cracking up and laughing at what she's saying. <laughs> She kind of like looks up at you. Listen for a moment. And, and they're rude. I mean, they're, you know, they're definitely rude, dirty comments. Like, you know, uh, something a sailor would say. <laughs> for the sake of my narrative immersion, can you give us an example? <laughs> yes. Bird's penises are very tiny and thin, and she looks over and uh, looks over at. Uh, the raven folk and and they're fast too <laughs> and like the ladies are like all just giggling and making jokes and pointing but as soon as she looks over and she looks she looks up at uh this kid is like but this one and pats his foot strong thick man ah <laughs> uh, i i laugh with the women yes <laughs> do you have time between jokes das to answer a couple questions by chance. Oh, that would depend. What do you want? We are looking for a certain individual, and I will describe the rat folk. Oh. And why would you want to see Rahid? Well, that's the second part of the question. I want to ask you about Henna and Hakan. They have both hired us for the same job, but I feel they are both lying. Oh, well... I don't know. They could be. What'd they tell you? You lovely women know everything. Oh, we do. And you hear a bunch of cackling and laughing. We know it all. I will drop two gold in her lap. So is this for now or for later? And she kind of winks at you. (laughs) Uh, This is for information now. Oh. Must be one of them, you know, godly types that she pats one of her friends. <laughs> Doesn't want any of this. She like grabs a hold of her boobs and shakes them at you. Yeah, whatever. She's human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Memories are just so blase. <laughs> So, 
they could be lying. They could not be. But, for the most part, if you're looking for Rahid, you probably want to go speak to the moneylender. The moneylender is probably where it's going to be at. I mean, if he stole something, which he probably did, and you hear some cackling and, you know, murmuring from the, the group of women, then that's for the person that could probably find them better than we could. But you don't have to go away just yet. Uh, sure. Oh. Well, that didn't give us much information. Thank you, ladies. I'll oh. just turn around and leave. You go, look at that butt. Woo! <laughs> a tail of a tail. <laughs> oh, big, strong man. You can hear the them big spiky tail. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you, you see them kind of like look at the other ones, and it's like, well, you know, we don't just do men. And you, 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 you see one of them look at you, uh, lady, and they're like, "You come back." Well, she, uh, she nods somewhat sagely and says, uh, "That makes a lot of sense. I'll, uh, I'll keep a note about it, and uh, perhaps I shall see you later, under the cover of darkness." Do you work out of the same uh, area? Oh, we're always here. Lovely. Well. I don't much approve of laundry, but the other part sounds pretty good. So she suggested the money lender, like your contact did. Mm, yes. Uh, we should head uh, north to find him. Apparently his building is quite distinctive. Three stories, plenty of guards. Uh, Lish returns uh, toward the Ravenfolk companion, somewhat conspiratorially and kind of gestures to, to him to lean in a little bit to speak with her. She's quite a bit shorter than most people. I have, I have a question for you. Okay. Go ahead. I don't know if I have his attention. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Sorry. No, no. For our for our Ravenfolk party member. Oh, yes, I'm here. Ah, I, I have a concern, and I, I wanted to ask. I, I didn't want to... Um, to be too public about it with all these underworld dealings here and information as it travels quickly. She kind of pulls you aside from the group for a moment. Mm. Says, is, it, uh, is it true? <laughs> is what true? The note about the exceptionally small penis. I just feel like that would make your life more difficult. <laughs> uh, I'll say if a raven were to lay with a human, it would be very, very desperate. And it's because no other raven wants him. Let's put it that way. Ah, so small penises are something of a cultural expectation. They're no. a bit of a fetish for the raven folk. No. I'm saying those with uh, smaller wares would probably resort to humans because no raven folk would want them. She, she's going to try to pluck one of his tail feathers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Very confused. <laughs> she puts the feather in her hair and she says... I'm glad we had this talk and rejoins the group. I don't know how to take what just happened. <laughs> um, 
I guess that's like the equivalent of pinching I, his butt. I kind of want to make a perception check against you. <laughs> sure. I'm just I, try to hide it. I just I don't know if you're coming on to me or if you're just being <laughs> playful. <laughs> I failed terribly. So matter I'm very confused. <laughs> That's the right response. <laughs> All right, we head north. Okay. Um, you head north and you see, you eventually come to the building. Uh, and there is, like I said, a building is pretty much described exactly like they said. And you see a man sitting outside that looks like uh, where'd it go oh they didn't make a handout for this guy well that stinks I could have used a handout for that guy always looking for a handout <laughs> They didn't make a handout for him. Uh, you see a man uh, dressed uh, pretty decently. Um, sitting outside, got a long black beard, uh, turban on his head, red clothes, red pants, white shirt, like a red vest embroidered in gold. Sitting outside. I look at Lady Lystra. I believe this is your alley. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, she she walks up toward him, uh, spritzing herself gently with the perfume she recently yeah. purchased at the market. Yeah. And uh, she. Oh, can you all still hear me? Yep. Okay. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Sorry, it looked like it froze for a second. She gently spritzes herself with the perfume she recently acquired at the market, or as the Fae call it, purchased. Um, and she, she wanders up to the gentleman wearing the turban and in her most persuasive and charming way possible, she says, um, uh, we're here to speak with Moneylender about a matter of significant interest. We're hoping you can, you can help us where we need to be. It's been hard traveling through the town and it's been so long and so difficult. All right, give me a charisma check. Persuasion or charisma? Uh, charisma. Okay. That I can do. Charisma. While Becca is rolling, since the uh, washerwomen were talking about other raven folk, are there raven folk about in this town? No, they're not. <laughs> I was going to say, that's strange. Um, okay, you walk up and he kind of like glances up at you and kind of smiling. And he's like, so... What can I do for you? I and Nasor El Rabit, and I can make anything you want happen for a price. We are looking for a bauble of sorts, a gemstone. We believe it may have recently come into your possession, uh, something that was perhaps. Um, brought to you by a rat folk thief uh, not long ago, perhaps to pay down some debts. 
If you're talking about Rahid and he like throws down uh, the food he's eating, he's like, that rat fink owes me 75 gold and he needs to get that crap to me now. We chased him and we couldn't find him. So if you see him, you better give me my 75 gold. Well, we're looking for him. And if you can help us find him, we would make sure that he got you your 75 gold, or at least a personal accounting of himself. I hope so, because he's owed me that money for a long time. When is the last time you've seen this, Ratkin? Well, we chased him off to the west a bit, and we lost him. How long ago? Probably about an hour or so ago. And uh, West, what, what, where would you say that is as the crow flies? She plays kind of with the feather in her hair. Uh, he points off in that direction. Off on one of the islands. We just lost him. He was just way too fast. Interesting. Very well. Well, um, what would you say to selling his debt to me? I could sell it to you, say, 60 gold. He sounds like he's going to be a difficult being to track down. It will incur some costs. 60 gold does not seem like a particularly favorable deal, although I like where your head's at. Um, To clarify, this would clear his slate leave him clean and leave him accountable to us for the responsibility of his loans. Yeah. Safe to wander about town again with your folk not chasing him down. Yeah. Let's say 50 gold. 50 seems more reasonable for the risk I'm taking on. Mm, Persuasion check. Love it. Doing it. I will be as persuasive as I can. Uh, as this is happening, I will wander around the room, and uh, I will actually use detect magic. So you're going to cast a spell? <laughs> yes, but it's it's just a concentration spell. It's not a okay, uh, no no semantics no or anything. Okay. Yes. All right. You you cast it, and you don't see anything at all. Um, I don't sense it or anything. No. Okay. You just don't see anything sure. at all. Uh, he's like somatic. It's verbal and somatic. Oh. Mm. So, it has to. You have to. Oh, no, yeah, check on it. I thought I had a somatic verbal. Usually, it it says, just check your spell. I mean, if you yeah. do, that's not a problem. It's just you're casting a spell out in the middle of nowhere. I only bring it up because I thought about doing the same thing. Oh, <laughs> but that's okay. We're all relearning some D and D stuff. Uh, so Lady Leisure does her best to be as persuasive okay. as possible. Uh, yes, he, he agrees 50 would be fine. All right. She uh, she gives him the 50 gold coin and she says, um, uh, could I ask you to put this in writing for me just to solidify our agreement? Oh, of course. Of course. He has uh, some guy come over and he writes down a note and writes it down pretty easily and hands it over to you. Just sign here as soon as you turn I... over the 50 gold quickly read the note 
It's up and Any up. Any details? No, it's Pardon up me? and up. It's up and up. Okay. Uh, she signs her name uh, and writes a little message in Infernal underneath it. Okay. He's like, all right. Gold? She hands him 50 gold coins. Uh, they're gold coins from the Fey Realm, so they're stamped with the Shadow Queen of the Fey Court, but they're made out of real gold, and there's nothing illusionary or magical about them. Okay. <clears throat> and with that, you start to head off. Uh, Josh, do you still cast a spell? Uh, yeah, I would. I would just do it as, as quietly as I could. Okay. Uh, you do, and you don't see anything at all. Okay. Uh, and this is... I'm going to describe what happens, but this is where we're going to be uh, holding off. Uh, you come in down a hallway uh, trying to go where you need to be uh, of where he told you to head the last time he saw. And you see an excited group of people edging around a small circular plaza above which is ste steeped entrance to a temple. Some waves of mops and sticks are flying around the area uh, and then there's arms going around crazily. In the middle of this group prowls a small, curiously marked cat. It snarls at the crowd and bears its teeth, which are dripping with blood. And this is where we'll hold off, because it is after 8 o'clock. And Ooh, I'm it. going to try to 